You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 832 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. Coming to you on a Wednesday into Thursday. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today's show features an interview that I did with Annie Finberg of the Atlanta Hawks, as well as the Ringers Winging It podcast. Annie is a good friend of mine and also someone who's plugged in very much around the team. And she actually came um, to the interview via the Hawks minicamp in Atlanta, she is inside the Hawks bubble, and we talk about that on the podcast a little bit. So stay tuned for that in a second. I do want to tell you, I do want to tell you and sort of remind you about the recent audio stuff on the podcast. All kinds of audio from players and coaches and Travis Schlenk, all from within the bubble and in advance of the bubble. Some good insight for the future. Um, today, actually on Wednesday, um, both Cam Reddish and Brandon Goodwin talked to me. You'll have uh, probably hear that on the next podcast, not today, but there's plenty of that to get to, as well as recent talk that I had with Robbie Callen about the NBA Finals, which are happening as I record this. So, all of that said, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. I really appreciate all of the support. It's been a really, really good time actually for the podcast in surprising fashion because of the fact that there's not a lot, there's not a lot going on in the Hawks land and they haven't played a basketball game in quite some time, but I've been really, really happy with the response and the support that you've all given me. So thank you very much for all of that. Okay, we'll get to Annie momentarily from inside the bubble, but before we get to that, a word from our sponsors on today's podcast, and the first one is DoorDash. You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and somebody else in the group is craving dessert. But fortunately, there's something for everybody on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door, and ordering is so easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting as DoorDash aims to keep our community safe. DoorDash has over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and Puerto Rico. You can support your local go-to restaurants or choose from your favorite national brands. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order, $15 or more, when downloading the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA, $5 off on your first order with DoorDash. Today's show is also sponsored by the good folks at rockauto.com. And chain stores have often have different prices for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but at rockauto.com, prices are always the same for everyone, and they're always reliably low. Instead of changing the prices based on what the market dictates, like airlines often do, rockauto.com simply presents the lowest prices possible at all times. No matter what kind of car or truck you might have, rockauto.com has everything you need, just a few easy clicks, and will have it delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is also very easy to navigate. Click to see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, the specs, and the prices that you prefer. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It does not require a membership or an account login of any kind. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. From there, you want to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And as a final note here before I, before I bring in any, I had to record this remotely on Tuesday afternoon. And just, just as a reminder, it was recorded Tuesday afternoon and, and it was remotely. So the audio is not incredible, but hopefully you'll be able to hear any side of the call better than mine. And that's the most important part anyway. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this interview with Annie Finberg. 
I am joined now by Hawks digital reporter and, in my opinion, the star of the Winging It podcast on the radio. Oh. Uh, Annie Finberg is here. Hello. Hello, the star. Who's Vince Carter anyway? Exactly. Uh, I, I've long said you are the star of the Winging It podcast. I've said this to you. I've said this in public, so it's not breaking breaking news. But thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. We've been trying to you do this for and a while. my mom have that same opinion. I'm um, listen. It's the right opinion. Otherwise, it's about the other way. But I appreciate it. Vince gets plenty of attention. I've I've uh, I've quoted yeah, I've quoted things from the podcast occasionally, and I always make sure to include you. And people don't people, people don't do that, and it bothers me. That's so true. I know. Like, I remember when uh, when the Steph Curry, the landing on the moon thing came out. <laughs> and it was about, like, 50-50 people who mentioned me. So it was, like, really cool either way. But I'm like, hello, I'm on it, too. <laughs> you are the host but of the podcast. It's less exciting, so I understand. We are gonna get, we're definitely going to get into that. I'm going to ask you about the podcast. I do want to ask you first. I'm talking to you. You are actually inside the Hawks mini bubble right now, which I think I'm allowed to say out loud. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get you fired by disclosing details of all that, but I saw you on video uh, for Hawks.com, so I know that's public yeah. information. You had a mask on, it you were is. there. Uh, yes. What's, what's going on? I mean, not that, any, not that you can tell me everything, but how's it going? What are your tasks? Like, whatever you want to share with me, tell me how yeah. it's going. Yeah, so I'm at Hawks Mini Camp is the official title of, of what we're doing right now. Um, and it's been really cool to be here. Like, you know, we haven't had organized team basketball since March 11th. So, um, it's been really cool to be here and just be a part of it and get to watch everyone playing They're You know, they're doing some controlled five on five stuff. Um, so just getting them to, you know, being able to watch competitive basketball, um, amongst our team, because I think it's a little bit more special, you know, getting to watch your guys do it. So it's been really cool to be here. Um, of course, you know, everyone wants to know about Clint Capella. So it's been really cool to see Clint in, with this group finally, because, you know, it was something that we were all waiting to see since um, he got traded to the Hawks. For sure. And it's been a, a, I've kind of made fun of it, but it's, it's, it's obviously the, the number one topic conversation uh, in terms of basketball stuff is like, how's it going with Clint on every Zoom? Right. And that's, it makes sense because he is, he's the guy that no one's seen. And uh, I've not still seen him in a Hawks uniform other than the photos and videos that I'm sure you're responsible for on some level. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good to hear how that's all going. And uh, yeah. we, won't, we won't talk too much basketball because you, uh, I'm sure you get to watch practice and nobody else. I, I'd love to like get your personal uh, video from practice, but I can't, I can't see right. it, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, well, a lot of it is is being posted on Hawk Social, so definitely check it out because you know we're posting some good clips and um, it's yeah, but it's it's been really cool to be a part of this. I'm really thankful that you know they allowed me to come because obviously it's a limited number of people, so it's been really cool. It's kind of funny how often people assume that I can get um, that I'm like there or that I can like or the Hawks are like you know videoing all full practices and we're able to watch them. Like no, I'm I'm not watching right. any of that. Like they're not. <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm not like being coy. I promise right. it, it'd be fun to watch it, but there's, not there's really zero media allowed here. Zero media. It's an actual bubble of some sort. So right there you go. Um, all right, I'll, I'll get off of that now to not get you in trouble. Um, I want to ask you before we get into some podcast stuff uh, about your Hawks job, because as I mentioned, I think your title is digital reporter now. Is that true? Um, close to it's it? like, so yeah. So, so before the pandemic happened, there was supposed to be kind of a transition where I was going to be doing majority on camera. Um, I literally announced that the day before the pandemic and then, Great well, not the day before, but the day before the NBA got canceled due to the pandemic. Um, and so we kind of put a pause on that because, you know, it was going to be full on, you know, end of the season and then lottery and then draft and then summer league. So I was going to have a lot of time to, you know, jump straight into being on camera. Um, so that's kind of pause, but I'm still doing stuff on camera here. So I'm I'm the senior coordinator of digital slash digital reporter. Um, 
So what was your question there? No, I was just basically what your title was, but it's fine. Um, yeah. I, I know this, there's nothing normal about the last six months, but so we'll say prior to that, or you can talk about what's happened in the last six months, but like yeah. people want to know, I'm sure like what, what you do, not that I think there's always this, mis- we joke on, about this offline, you and I about like misconceptions about what people in your job do like, yeah. or, or that there's a, an, an intern on social media and all that stuff. And I, I want right. you to tell people what you, what you do normally as much or as little as you want to share. I love, I love the intern um, it's the response. <laughs> it's so good. Cause like, just so people know a team would never allow an intern to run their social media. So it's like, it's never an intern. It's just sometimes we all make mistakes. Um, but I, yeah, so I basically, you know, reporting aside, my job is to capture create ideate um content for hawk social and hawks digital and so you know pre-pandemic it's a lot of photos you know getting to know the players and the staff to be able to tell their story on social um i travel with the team a good amount and which has been awesome because it just it shows a whole different side of what it's like to be in the nba you know you go to get you've been going to games for thousands of years i would assume but it's like being at those road games is a totally different experience um but outside of that you know attending community events and a lot of brainstorming and just coming up with ideas of of how to make hawk social better and uh, i i didn't notice the joke about me being old in there which i didn't really appreciate mm-hmm. the thousands mm-hmm. of thousands of years joke uh, that's okay you're welcome uh, i appreciate <laughs> it no but i, I think your job is yeah. actually pretty interesting it's just that people don't know like how much goes into it. I, I do because right. I've seen you work and I know how hard some of that stuff is and I, I couldn't do it all. But I think uh, it's always interesting slash I'm sure frustrating for you to people not understand like how hard your job is. Not that like you right. have the hardest job in the history of the world or anything, but it is difficult to do what you do. And it's not just like sit there and tweet. That's not your job. Right. <laughs> I think I think people like, and I, and I understand this, I think people picture what we do as like what they do on their social channels. Which it's like, I understand that because if you don't get the concept, like you're you're just going to relate it to your experience. But like every tweet pretty much that we put out has been thought of and, you know, gone through and sent back and sent forward and changed. And, you know, it's, it's part of a bigger campaign that we've been working on for months. And so it's like nothing is just like this would be fun. I mean, it is on occasion and those tweets are always great, but it's like a lot of it has been planned out and ideated and you know run by lots of departments and all this stuff so it's and it's a it's a 24 7 job so it's not like we just are like okay we're gonna tweet nine to five and then everyone gets to go home you know it's like we always are on someone's on you know preparing for whatever could come um you know out of that day i know i've talked about this with you and also a good friend of yours and mine jared wilson who used to be uh, in your job or similar job like it, it is 24 7 like there's not it's uh not a job you can just like detach from very easily. Uh, And uh, to your point, like I think the only time maybe that you're just flying off the cuff is like maybe during games because you can't like vet everything during a game. But other than that, it's just like planned. And uh, it's not like me. I can just tweet whenever I want, whenever I want, (laughs) even as someone who's doing, trying to be a responsible, like quote unquote reporter at times. And I I can still fire off whenever I feel like ranting about um, Michigan or the Falcons or something. Right. Um, Yeah. Um, I was going to say something about what you were talking about, Jared. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think about sometimes, like, like what would it be like to work a job where you go to the office at 9, you leave at 5, and then you don't have to worry about anything when you get home? Like, what is that like? I wonder. But like, I, I do think I would be incredibly bored. But it's like, I, <laughs> I can't imagine, like, what it's like to just work a normal job and then go home and not be like, oh, let me make sure, you know, no news broke or I don't have to tweet something or post something. So, 
it's it's definitely a it's a lifestyle. Yes, you have to be all in, and uh, I, uh, I think of you when when you're when something big happens, and I'm like, oh, especially if it's something, and you can, you you don't have to respond to this, but some, especially if it's something that you can't say anything about, like if there is a uh, a trade rumor or something, and you can't comment, I always wonder mm-hmm. like what your thought process is and what uh, the team's thought process is. But I will leave right. that there for now because you can't say anything I, about that. I will say like the one thing I can say is like you know the news will always break from an outside source because that's just how you yeah. know this this is and so people are like why aren't you guys saying anything about blah 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 you know whatever the trade rumor is Woj tweeted this but it's like we literally cannot comment until it is 100% done you know so it's, it's I mean that's just how the rules work but it is frustrating when you know you you learn through Woj a player that might be getting acquired and you're like hmm okay interesting especially because I think in the NBA almost more than other sports Woj is basically like Re, um, everyone just assumes it's done when Woj tweets something, right. and, and it exactly. usually and it usually is like ninety nine percent of the time it is. It is. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. I think he's in that world where like everyone, and I'm guilty of this too, is that you know cover other things in addition to the Hawks. You can just assume it's right, but it's right. not official until it's official, which I always try to say. Right. And uh, yeah, it's not definitely. official until you can say something about it. So right, it's not official until the Hawks tweet it. Um, I want to ask you now about the podcast because uh, that is where people hear your voice most often at the moment. Uh, I guess I'll start here. Your most recent show was with Doris Burke, who, mm-hmm. and you, you admitted to fangirling on that, on that podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Cause you're, I, I'm also a big fan of Doris. I was going to ask you, so I'll just, I'll just do that now. Like who some of your favorite guests have been. I know you were over, over the moon about that one in particular. So maybe that's on the list, yes. but do you have favorite guests in terms of the uh, recent or longer period of time when you've been, you've been hosting the podcast? Yeah. Doris was like literally an unbelievable get for us. Um, we had been, we'd been talking about getting her for a while, but like, it's hard, you know, you would think like you're Vince Carter, but it still is hard to like figure out how to get to someone or do you know this person that knows that person kind of a thing. Um, and so I was so, so, so thrilled when we booked her and I like, if you listen to the episode, like I literally could not stop. I was like, seriously, (laughs) Doris, you don't understand. Like you are my idol. Like I look up to you. So like, I was like nonstop, but like, I told this story about, so when I, you know, the blue man group show in Vegas. Yes. So when I was like 12, my dad took me to the blue man group and he wanted me to go up to them after they were doing like a signing and we could take a picture with them. I was 12. Keep in mind. But I walked up to them and I was supposed to say something and I completely lost my words. So like, that's what I would say being starstruck is. So I've been starstruck twice, once with the blue man group, once with Doris Burke. When I met Doris, um, shout out to Bob Rathbun. He was so kind to introduce me to her when we had an ESPN game. What was that last year? Maybe. I don't know. That's right, I think. I I think I remember you telling me about that, so that makes sense. And he brought me up to her and was like, Doris, this is Annie. She really wanted to meet you. And she said, oh, hi, Annie. Nice to meet you. And I just said, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) And I literally just stood there and stared at her. I'm like, Annie, say something. Say anything. And my brain is, like, short-circuiting. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. And I was like, okay, nice meeting you. And I walked away because, like, I was so unbelievably starstruck because she is, you know, to anyone who wants to work in sports, but like, especially to women, she is it. She is the goat. Um, no one, in my opinion, does it better than Doris. Um, so it was it was so cool to have her on. And, you know, I just feel really grateful that I was able to actually get advice from her. You know, you can listen to her say a bunch of stuff. But the fact that she actually addressed me and saying a lot of these things was super cool. Um, you know, Vince and I were talking about goats we've had on the show. And really the only other person we could think of in the sports world was Dirk. You know, and so it's like we've had Dirk and Doris. Like, couldn't really imagine much more. But... Um, some of my other favorite guests were, um, we had ambassador Andrew Young on last year, which was really cool just to learn about, you know, a lot of history we got from him. 
and um, Ludacris. I love Ludacris. I love Justin Bieber. So anyone who has a connection <laughs> to Justin Bieber is cool with me. Uh, we had T.I. on this year, which was really cool. Um, Steph Curry um, and Andre Iguodala came on together, which was phenomenal. To make news on, on the moon, obviously. Right. That's when Steph, which he took back. I don't really actually think he meant when he said he didn't think we landed on the moon. It was just the end of the show. We were kind of all joking around. But um yeah, it's it's been it's been so 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 cool to be a part of it. And I know you've you know you've been there for the whole journey of when it started as road trip in ATL with Kent Bazemore and Mike Muscala, and then it it finishes as winging it with Vince Carter. So I just feel really blessed to have kind of made it from point A to you know point C kind of a thing. I was going to ask you honestly about that, not like to go through the whole journey of it all, but uh, it was you know you're, you first started hosting the podcast with with Kent and Mike and. Uh, it's obviously very different now. Vince is uh, Vince is very famous, which is yes. <laughs> interesting. Uh, and I'm sure that you know sometimes Vince can just like get people to come talk to you guys. But like, what's the process? Like, how's it changed basically from where it was before? Not that you know Kent and Mike are not famous because they are because they're NBA basketball players and they're good guys, especially. But like, how's the podcast world changed for you? It's been a few years now, and I feel like it hasn't been that long, but I guess it has been with all right. the changes that have happened. Like, and now you're on, you're, you're with the Ringer and all that stuff. Like, what's the progression been like? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that, like, I've been a podcaster for three years. Um, and the first year was, like, I mean, it was tough. It was a grind. Um, you know, I was I was the producer, the booker, the audio editor, the host. The, you know, like, I literally did every single job except for Ken and Mike's job. Um, but so the progression, it's just been cool to kind of see it go from, like, you know, it's like when you look at something that you've worked so, so hard on and then it finally pays off. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at or where I was, you know, this year with Vince, like I worked so hard on, on road trip and there was just so much work to do on it. Um, and to finally end up to be able to just be like Vince's co-host has been really cool. But, um, as far as like, you know, shout out to Garen, you know, our VP of PR Garen has been so integral in the whole process. He helped us so much with booking guests our first season. Cause like you said, you know, Kent and Mike know a lot of people, but it still is hard to reach, you know, people in other circles. So Garen was super helpful with that. Um, and then it is, it is a lot easier for Vince obviously to get guests, but at the end of the day, like, as I'm sure, you know, as a podcast host, it's like, you kind of run through like, you know, a list of, of people you've wanted to have. And you're like, okay, now who do we get? Like, <laughs> should we get this random, like, you know, guitar player or something? You know, it's like, you kind of, you get to a certain point where you're like, well, now who do we get? And so, um, it's been, it's been so cool to be a part of it. Yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely identify with the, you know, being the host booker producer person. Cause I, I do right. all that on my podcast and I will say, uh, my guests are, I'm looking at a different, different kind of people than you are. Obviously I'm not trying to get ludicrous on the podcast. Although he's free to come on whenever he <laughs> likes to come on. Uh, right. but it's, uh, I, I'm, I can identify, like I have, I have a, a list when I first started, my list changes, but at the end of the day, there, there are certainly times where I, I stare at my computer. I'm like, all right, who can I get on the podcast? Especially right. now. I mean, you can identify with this too. The last six months, you know, it's harder for me necessarily because there's not basketball. And you, you don't talk X's and no basketball all the time on your podcast. Right. Um, but it's been really weird the last six months. Like, I mean, how's it changed for you? I know you were recording in person a lot for a while. Yeah. And now yeah. you're not doing that anymore. Has that been harder or easier? Or I can, I can kind of see both sides because in some, in some respects, it's almost easier to not have to get together in person. But it's also right. more difficult to record. Yeah. So it's... um it's kind of opened up like a whole new world for us. Like, because now we can, you know, 
we can do it with someone who's in California or Arizona. Like it doesn't just have to be people who are in Atlanta at the time, you know, at, on this exact day at this exact time. So it's opened up a ton of options for us as far as guests go. And we never really realized, like, you know, I think, I think the pandemic normalized, like all things digital, you know, it's like, yeah, like, obviously you're doing that on zoom. Why wouldn't you? Um, and so it's, it's opened up, like, I think, you know, moving forward, like, even post pandemic, like you can still host podcasts on zoom because it's easy. Um, I will say like from an audio perspective, it's not always ideal, but, um, as long as you can see the person, I feel like you can still have that kind of camaraderie and, you know, joking around and stuff like that. So it's, it's been, it's actually been super helpful for us to kind of move over towards zoom. And, you know, if Vince has a really busy day, he can just jump on zoom. Whereas like, you know, meeting somewhere to record wasn't always working. Yeah, I need to get my uh, my podcast game up with a better studio. Like right now, I'm recording in my less uh, less optimal place than usual because right. I wanted to make sure I got you on the podcast. But it's <laughs> uh, I will say it would be a lot harder. I pretty much couldn't do what I do in terms of my setup if I had a co-host. Like right. I, I can just ask questions. It's not so bad with two people on not video, just like kind of talking, having a conversation. But with you and Vince, I'm sure you have to like decide who's going to ask the next question or like keep the thing moving along. If you can't see each other it'd be very hard to do that. Um, exactly. So yeah, I've, yeah, I've definitely like learned his body language. I can tell when he's about to ask a question now. And so, you know, rather than being him being, you know, there's times when we, you know, talk over each other on accident, but now I will watch him and I can tell when he's about to ask a question or he'll kind of look at me. And so, you know, if we weren't able to do that via zoom, I, we would just be all over the place. And yeah, Vince is, Vince is, I want to ask you just one last thing about, this is the question I'm sure you get all the time, but like, how is Vince? I mean, I know Vince a little bit from talking to him, but obviously mm-hmm. not, not like you do. And he's uh, beloved in every circle. Even right. now, I mean, on these Zoom calls during minicamp, pretty much every single one of them has, has included a question about Vince, who is no longer That's on funny. the team, which is right. crazy. And that kind of just tells you the impact, though, that he's left. So, like, how's it working with him? And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are basically friends at this point. It's kind of just it's Vince yeah. Carter, but you know him now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's been crazy. Like, I think back to... Even like, gosh, when was it? I think it was when we drafted Trey. Um, Vince was at the draft. And I remember like elbowing my friend and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Vince Carter. Like that's Vince (laughs) Carter. And now he's like my homie. Like, and we like joke around and he makes fun of me. And it's just like, it's crazy to think about how that's progressed. But um, as I'm sure you know, like Vince is one of the coolest people ever. Like, you know, it's not always common that you that your superstar, which, you know, like he might not be classified as a superstar now, but he is a star, um, is, you know, so easy to work with and so kind and so open. And like this podcast has always been about both of us. Like as much as I want to make it about him, he always wants it to make it about both of us. Um, and like, he gives like, you know, I'm sure you've gotten a negative review on your show before we'll get a negative review and he'll be like, man, don't worry about that. Like, no, like, you know, the haters will always be there. If I listen to haters and he'll give me like this big old pep talk and I'm like, yes, like, that's right. You're right. (laughs) You know? And so it's, it's just cool that like, I can call him my friend and I'm, I'm close, you know, I know his family well. And, and it's just, it's been, it's been so cool and a really big blessing that that's how it's transitioned, you know, now. Yeah. I've told a story before, I think on the pod, I can't remember if I have or not. I think I've told you, but like, I think it was last year, first year he was with the Hawks. I was in Detroit for the last game before Christmas and there was basically no one there. Like I was the only person from the media there. uh, And it was just a weird game because it was like the 23rd and they were all for three days. And 
most guys were in a hurry to get out of there. And the, the PR guys, Garen and John, everybody was trying, they were trying to help me get people because everybody was trying to leave and they were allowed to leave for the free. You know, normally guys just have to get on the bus and they can't go anywhere, but this time they right. were allowed to go home. And Vince, like, I, I wanted Vince for like two minutes. And Vince talked yeah. to me for like 15 minutes and I, yeah. I, I wasn't going to stop him. It was just right. like, I'm looking around, like, the, like the locker room's empty. And he doesn't, I mean, we know each other a little bit just from being in the media, but we're not like homies. And right. he just kept going and it was incredible. And I have the audio still from that. And not that, any, not that anything he said was like, you know, groundbreaking or whatever, but just the fact that he just kept, he just loves basketball and likes to talk to people and exactly. he's just cool. And it was, you know, shots to him for that. I'll, I'll never forget doing that. And I, I don't get starstruck too much in the NBA now because it's just, you can't get that way. But right. Vince talking to me for no reason for 15 minutes about whatever. And Garen just like trying to wrap him up multiple times and he just kept going. <laughs> You can be, I'm sure you can see that. Like Garen's like, all right, yes, we, can, we gotta, we gotta he's go. Like, all right, you, you can go ahead and go. And he's like, no, no, no. So blah, he, blah, blah, he's blah, just like I'm waving saying. off the PR guy. I'm like, all right, this yeah. that, that doesn't happen. I mean, for people that really right. listen, to this, that does that doesn't happen. Players don't wave right. off the PR guy and keep going. That doesn't really right. happen. So yeah, shouts to Vince. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I really, I'll say this now. I, I think that Vince has done a, a good job of keep, you know, keep making sure that you're on that level as well on the podcast. And yeah, I, I, we joked about it earlier. But you do a huge thing on the podcast, and the host gets underappreciated because Vince is Vince. But I think, right. you, I think you do great. So shout out to you, you for that. Appreciate you. Um, my, my number two fan after my mom, Brad. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. That's fine. Um, I, I'm not going to keep you any longer. You've, you've given me a lot of time. Anything, I'm sure you've already plugged things, but I'm going to let you plug everything again now because we've talked about a number of things. But anything you want to share that you haven't yet, please feel free to do that and uh, tell people where they can find you and the pod and all that. Yeah, so podcast is called Winging It with Vince Carter. We're part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Make sure you go and subscribe, listen to our podcast, give us five stars. Um, we'd love the support. Um, you know, working on a few projects for next year, whatever you know the future holds. I'll definitely keep you posted, and you know, would love to chat more about whatever that looks like. But my Instagram and Twitter are at Annie Finberg. Like Brad said, I'm at Hawks Mini Camp, so I'm, you know, trying as much as I can to give a little behind the scenes look. So stay tuned for more on that. But um, thank you so much for your for having me. I, we've been talking about me coming on your podcast for I'd say approximately two seasons now. So <laughs> I'm glad we were able to to get this done. It's totally on me too. You were not big. You were not big time in me. It was completely my fault. You've not been on the podcast. No, it's okay. So and then we were trying like right before mini camp, which was so freaking chaotic because it's like you have to get your life together for you know being in a hotel for two weeks is, is and and for me being on camera, which adds a whole another element of you know getting your stuff together because it's like all this other stuff I have to do that normally I would not. So. Yeah, it's you, like, you don't really have to like quarantine before you do this either. Six months. Right, exactly. You don't have to like stay inside your house. I'm like, so I need to go to Target, but I need them to come bring it out to my trunk. So You did it. You, you succeeded. You're you're in the bubble. You'll be able to go home soon too. Um right. you've been there for more than a week now or a week yeah. plus as we talk. Yes. So you're almost there. Yeah. All right, Annie. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as for everybody listening, please check out Annie's work. Please subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next time.